Recognized as one of the world's greatest philanthropies, Shriners Hospital for Children is an international hospital system recognized for transforming the lives of children through expert care and research. And now, another episode of the Shriners Hospital for Children Chicago podcast series, Pediatric Specialty Care Spotlight with Melanie Cole. Welcome. Today we're talking about the latest research in the arena of pediatric spine disorders. My guest is Jennifer Schottler. She's a physical therapist and a clinical research coordinator at Shriners Hospital for Children in Chicago. Jennifer, I'm so glad to have you with us. What an interesting topic this is. Please first set the stage. Give us a brief overview of scoliosis and what that is. So we see many, many children here at Shriners with scoliosis. Idiopathic scoliosis is um, scoliosis that is with, without a known cause. So we don't know where it necessarily comes from or why it starts. Within idiopathic scoliosis, uh, we have three different types. So infantile scoliosis is diagnosed in children that, are, that present um, between zero to three years of age with their spine deformity. And then juvenile scoliosis are those children who present between the ages of four and 10 and then we have adolescent scoliosis who present with their deformity um, around, at 10 years of age or greater. So scoliosis uh, is diagnosed in approximately 3 million new cases each year and in about 2% of the pediatric population. In addition to idiopathic scoliosis, there are other types of scoliosis as well. So neuromuscular scoliosis develops in children who have an associated condition that affects their muscles or their nervous system. For example, children with cerebral palsy or spina bifida or muscular dystrophy, for example, develop scoliosis over time. And in that case, it is considered neuromuscular scoliosis. Uh, additionally, there's syndromic scoliosis, which develops in children who have an associated syndrome. So examples of this may present in children with Down syndrome and children with osteogenesis imperfecta or arthrogryposis as another example. And then finally, congenital scoliosis. Congenital scoliosis is kind of in its own category because the age of onset tends to be prenatal. So in congenital scoliosis, one or more bones in the spine is either malformed or missing. Well, that was quite an explanation. Jennifer, thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about the Pediatric Spine Registry, formerly the Children's Spine Registry. Tell us a little bit about it, how the data is collected on children with spine and chest wall disorders for use in future studies so that we can learn more about these disorders and help the children as a result. So what happens is there's such a large number and type of spine and chest wall deformities that often a single institution would not have a large enough population to perform a research study on that group of children. So what the Pediatric Spine Registry does, it's operated by the Children's Spine Foundation, and it's a registry database study, and data is collected on all eligible participants for use in future studies. So for example, the registry allows multiple centers. There is approximately 60 centers worldwide that participate in this registry. And it allows the centers to compile their data from all of their patients and then in turn create research questions that can be posed to the registry. If the physicians involved are using the registry, the numbers are therefore going to be much larger and they'll have the population that they need in order to answer their research question. Wow, isn't that a fascinating field of study? So as the large number of varying disorders that you've discussed, the types of scoliosis that single institutions don't have that large enough patient population 
to provide this research. How is the data shared? Some people may have questions, parents specifically, about how this data is collected and used in the registry and and privacy practices for their children that might get involved in the registry or in these studies. This is obviously completely voluntary. So patients are screened when they come to us during their regular standard of care visits. And if they're interested in having their child participate in the registry, then they sign an informed consent form. Because the information will be used for research, we don't necessarily know in their child's case which research study they may be in, but they sign an informed consent allowing their child's information to to be collected and shared. So following the visits, uh, the coordinator enters the data from their doctor's appointment and or x-rays that were done. And the the, uh, data collection procedure is then repeated for every clinic visit and or surgery that the child has. So all of the information that goes into the registry is de-identified. So we don't share patient names, patient addresses, phone numbers, nothing that could identify the child. The child is given sort of like a unique code and is put in the registry by a code. If their information is used for any publications or presentations, uh, there's nothing that would identify their child within the registry. So tell us about the 500 kids from Shriners Hospital for Children in Chicago and the registry. What's it like for them to be involved? I would think that kids kind of find it cool to be involved. What's it like for them? Well, to be honest, they don't do anything different to participate in the registry than they do for their standard of care visits. We definitely always try to make sure that the child is involved in the process. And you're right, they're often super excited that their information is going to be shared. Sometimes these kids feel like they're the only ones that have this rare kind of chest or spine wall deformity. And in reality, you know, we're able to tell them, listen, we're going to put you in a registry where there are hundreds of other kids just like you. And that usually makes them very excited. And I will say that, you know, one of the things that I we, we try to tell patients and families is putting them in the registry, it doesn't change anything we're going to do for them currently. We are doing what what is the best treatment for them at this time, but it could help children like them in the future. And I will say that that most families are, are happy to jump on and be involved in something that can help other children like them in the future. Absolutely. Great information. Wrap it up for us. What would you like listeners to take away from this segment about pediatric spine registry and scoliosis and the latest advances in pediatric spine research, which is so exciting and so important? Well, yeah, there are so many research studies going on that are coming out of this pediatric spine registry which is so exciting. So the the doctors that are part of this registry, what they can do is pose a question and say, hey, I want to look at all children, for example, that have Marfan syndrome with associated scoliosis, and I would like to see how they do with surgery if they get surgery or how they do if, if they end up not getting surgery. We'd like to know the outcomes of those kids as well and then perform studies with this. So I will say that some of the most cutting edge research will be coming out of this group of of patients in the pediatric spine registry. 
in the registry, there are over 8,000 kids that are a part of it. And we have uh, about 500 of our kids here in Chicago enrolled in it. So it's really exciting. It's really, uh, you know, it's really exciting for our physicians here to be a part of and to know that the most cutting-edge research will be coming out of, of, of this big registry group that we're able to share and collaborate with physicians around the country. That's so cool. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming on with us today and telling us about the registry. And that wraps up another episode of Pediatric Specialty Care Spotlight with Shriners Hospitals for Children in Chicago. Head on over to our website at shrinerschicago.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast as interesting as I did, please share with your friends and family so that we can all learn from the experts at Shriners Chicago together. And be sure not to miss all the other fascinating podcasts in our library. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.